entered the building. Place to be nation, welcome back to PTB NXT um, for another episode. Uh, I'm excited for this one. We're back. Uh, I think this is a normalish schedule for us. I feel like we were. It hasn't been like six months or anything, so good for us. But uh, we are again on the precipice of another takeover, which is awesome. So let me bring in my uh, my two cohorts on this. Uh, Jennifer Smith, what's up, Jenny? I'm so ready to talk some NXT with you guys. It has been forever and also not that long ago. Hmm. Now then forever, one might say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. How are you, Tim? Uh, couldn't have said it better, Jake. We're back with an episode. This is PTV yes. NXT. And it's hard to believe we are this close to another TakeOver event, you guys. Feels like we just covered TakeOver not that long ago on our timeline. Yeah, right. I guess they, I guess I guess they're starting to get into maybe a groove of what what was the what is typically the the cadence of takeover? Yeah, like every two months, I feel like, or every three. I, think, I mean, I think that we remember them in the in the sort of classic olden days mm-hmm. of, of NXT <laughs> as being quarterly events, right? Like they were I think so, yeah. Always attached to like a, a big main roster show like the rumble wrestlemania SummerSlam, and then you kind of have that that one-off um between wrestlemania and and your um SummerSlam. so i think they would manage to get out i say quarterly but i feel like they do about five a year does that sound right because they always did one in the fall also mm-hmm. they, they'd have one around like survivor series time um so, yeah, I mean, like, two to three-ish months. You know, our, our last one was, what, December? And now uh, mm-hmm. this next one's going to be in February. Um, so, you know, it doesn't feel like it's been all that long since uh, or, or between takeovers. Um, and, I, you know, I, I feel like going into this next show, it hasn't had the strongest build necessarily. But um, we'll be putting in some work. And the two episodes were, yes, just two episodes tonight, folks. Mm-hmm. Two episodes of Weekly NXT we will be covering to get us to that takeover. So this is our, our go-home show before before the big event. Right, which we usually have three because it does work out pretty well. Like, you can kind of space it evenly where we do three each time. But every time we get to the last bunch, the third one is like, the most recappiest recap show you've ever seen. Like, not even like, mm-hmm. well, we're going to recap it, but we'll give you like one match. It's literally just Corey in front of a screen, mm-hmm. like going. And I think they just replay some, probably some of the same matches we're going to talk about on these two. They just replay the whole match. Like, obviously, for people who weren't watching weekly or aren't watching weekly and just wanted to kind of get caught up so they could know what's going for TakeOver. So I get why they did it, but it's kind of pointless for us to talk about it. Yeah. But. Anyway, all right, but uh, before, should we do, so we have two, our two gimmicks that we always do at the beginning. We have the gimmick names and the Cajun word. I will let you guys pick. What do, what do you want to get out the, um, get, get out of the way? Like, it sounds like such a chore. Get the shit out of here, yeah. <laughs> um, which one would you guys like to do first? I think we need our names first. Yeah. All right. All right, Tim, would you like to let us know what all our right, current so- names are? Yeah, we're going to be retiring our current gimmicks, which, uh, Jake, you're performing as uh, the the missing uh, Mark's brother, Harpo Slamchest. Um, 
I am the uh, gay porn sensation Trent Young. Um, and Jenny, you are the um, highly inappropriate uh, Brady Lovehole. Right. So, uh, you know, Jenny, keeping with the tradition there of um, mm-hmm. the really like messed it. up names. That's how we do it. Not the most subtle there. No. I'm not here not for subtlety, sir. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, but. As what's usual with us, these did not work out. They they rarely do, so we need some new ones. Uh, so that's what we're gonna Imagine. do. Mine, um, I just uh, I went in the locker room, I had an envelope in my locker from old Triple H, and it's got my new gimmick name, and it's going to be Fats Iron Stag. Wow. Now this is an interesting Fats Iron Stag because you could either say Fats Iron Stag or Irons Tag. <laughs> <laughs> So stag for sure, right? I think it would probably be stag, right? Like yeah, the um, yeah. so I'm writing it down. Iron yeah. tag is terrible. Iron stag. It sounds like it fits my physique better than some <laughs> of my other names. Maybe. Okay. Uh, mm. All right. That's a um, thick that's king, a clash if you will, of, of concepts. There, fats <laughs> is, you know, uh, I, I don't know. Fats is maybe in keeping with your um. Your rather twee historical twists on, on you know, comedians or or, or perhaps singers or musicians, but uh, right. Iron maybe Stag. Maybe I'm a full I, on, uh, maybe I'm full on Fats Domino impersonation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Iron Stag part is a little bit, um, I don't know, uh, something feels like something out of like the, the Cold War. This is going to be a uh, like a. <laughs> Of Russian prop, the Soviet propaganda type character, and the right. Iron Curtain. Here's mm, okay, that's yeah. Iron Stag. So, so you just mix those two together, like a um, hammer and sickle, like a, a Drago meets Fats Domino. <laughs> yeah, yeah, per- perfect melding. Just goes together. See what so I mean? Well. Just yeah, a little bit ill-fitting, but aren't they all? I'll go with it. So I'm, I'm a Russian pianist. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. right. Perfect. All right. Um, Tim, you are now going to be Lips Robinson. <laughs> Lips. Okay. Yes. Lips Robinson. Okay, so I'm a Dick Tracy villain. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> you got a cool was, suit anyway. This kind of reminds me of um, Juice Robinson, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. C.J. Jobber. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which I need to do like a side tour and watch some C. Apparently, C.J. Parker as Juice Robinson is like I don't know, lauded as like a great wrestler. I think in some yeah. circles. Yeah. Which I've not seen in a C.J. Parker um, incarnation. So I have to do some homework on that. But uh, Lips Robinson. So I'm trying to visualize Lips Robinson. So would it be like a? Um, like a Tyler Breeze style, like kind of cocky sort of thing. Like lips makes me think of someone who has, uh, yeah, I'm thinking like a Tyler Breeze type, like pretty boy, maybe. Mm. I'm almost thinking he's um, Fats Iron Stag's less talented manager who they make wrestle sometimes. Ah. <laughs> uh, I like that. that. Seem like a, it does yeah, seem lips and fat. Yeah. Lips and fats. And, yeah. Fat it's just <laughs> fat lips. Fat lips. Fat lips. Mm. <laughs> Fat lips express. 
just speaking of, I've just got jitties up, and I don't oh, know if God. this is this speaking is uh, lips, oh dear God. <laughs> Um, so, Jitty, you are going to be now. I'm going to spell this after to make sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. Pubis Lee. <laughs> oh my. P. P. U. B. I. S. I mean, yeah. Pubis. Yeah. Pubis. Pubis Lee. Not Pubis whole... Mons. Pubis Lee. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's L E E. Um, yep. just to be clear. Right. Not like. Got well, it. not like. Yeah. Well, not like Jet Lee. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. So, uh. So, related to Jennifer Jason Lee, not Jet Lee. Lee, like Jet Lee. <laughs> Pubis Lee. Oh, okay. Pubis. Uh, you know, this, Pubis. we might all, for once, we might just all be in a stable this go around. We might, yeah. Fats, yeah. fats, um, pubis, and lips. lips. Fats, lips, pubis. <laughs> the, uh, the, <laughs> or pubis, pubis, lips, fat. I like, I like fat pubis lips. <laughs> the FPL. Yeah. The BFFs. Yeah, BFFs you mess with the FPL. The, the BFFs versus the FPL. <laughs> We All definitely right. come out to an Uncle Cracker song. I don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's the same Uncle Cracker song that X Factor used, but it's it's for sure which, an Uncle. Which Cracker of the song. three? Which of the three Uncle Cracker yeah. songs? Yeah, whichever one they didn't use. I'm sure Uncle Cracker is a rich discography. Mm-hmm. Let me, no judgment. Okay, um, Cajun word. I had one down, but I think I, I decided to pivot just a minute ago. Um, and I think it fit, fits the track on so far with our gimmick names. So your Cajun word is going to be putain, ah. um, which is a bit of a vulgarity, I have to say. Most of these have been pretty G-rated so far. But putain, which would mean um, insulting word, pretty much meaning like a um, uh, that you are loose, like a whore, basically. Mm. Mm, okay. Uh, it can also putain. Now, it's spelled like putain, okay. and I believe there is, like, in Italian, there's a similar word. Like, I think it's, like, how all these languages mm-hmm. are kind of related. I think it's very similar in Italian, but Yeah, the, uh, the romantic languages tend to have some overlap. Yes, as, as we know, Cajun is quite the romantic language. Of course. Um, like poutine um, in Canada. Right. Though that mm, is... Uh, yeah. <laughs> you could Loose. Poutine, poutine. poutine. Poutine, yeah. I'm a poutine for poutine. Uh-huh. That shit is Same. delicious. Um, but yeah, it's basically like um, you like are a, uh, like a, a hussy. Right. It's spelled like, I think it's spelled like P-U-T-A-I-N. Putain. And now That's people also say, okay. right, like you are, people may also say that like you are acting the putain or doing the putain, which means like, um, you know, with the the youth who call like Cohen, I guess, like Cohen oh, around, be like gotcha, gotcha. doing doing the putain, mm. not the most, you know, you know, twenty twenty two term, you know. But and there's also uh, another version be fills the putain, which is like the equivalent of like son of a whore or like son of a bitch kind of thing. Mm, okay, fills the putain. So, so if the ascension come on, we will call them 
Feels the putain. Sons of bitches. Got it. So got it. Try and use like it, it if you want to. If you want to get it, I'm gonna break. put putain. Feels the putain. Side right. by side. Whore, son of a whore. All right. All right. Should we dive in to our episodes here? Let's do a it. Pair that we have. All right. So. We'll start off with the January 28, 2015 episode of NXT, and we're going to come hot out of the gate with um, one of our favorite teams here, and it's going to be Wes and Bud. Uh, and they are going to be facing the, the Lucha Dragons for the uh, NXT Tag Team Championship. So definitely going into this, I'm thinking, you know, Wes and Bud, they're they're on the up and up. I'm, I'm thinking they're going to have a competitive match with the Lucha Dragons. We'll surely win this, right? Mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm, which you guys... Mm-hmm. Um, Thinking was going this anyway. So we'll, um, <laughs> we spoke about this a bit ago before we got uh, we started recording. But Wes and Bud, we like them, but their entrance with their incredibly aggressive dubstep music is Ooh, uh, yeah. It's a it's a bit it's a bit uh, it's a lot. <laughs> I'll say, Tim, I know you have some strong feelings about it, right? Well, I just I need some help here because <laughs> I remember dubstep when when it was like a thing. Um. Can't say I was ever a fan, but, you know, I, I remember that in the culture. Uh, right. Weren't we a little bit past, listen, this is wrestling, so I know that doesn't mean mm-hmm. much, but were we a little bit past dubstep by 2015 as a people? Yeah, but this is their trope, right? They're but always this a is wrestling. Bit behind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, think I, I think maybe of, this is a, a little more, like, a little closer to when it was relevant than they typically closer. are. Yeah. I think it's still within a few years, but yeah, I don't. I think it's probably past, it was past. It's like I want to say that would have been like 2010 ish. Like yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like 2012 ish. It like it peaked and then was kind of out of here. 12, 13, maybe 13, but wow. If you say 10, then I, I will trust your judgment as the Ute of the yeah i feel like it was around when i was kind of big when i was in college i feel like dubstep was like the moment when i started feeling old when dubstep was popular i was like i don't fully get this and now i feel old imagine how i feel um jenny you a fan of the dubstep music i mean i don't hate it it's you know you have to be in the mood for it i suppose Right on Molly, right? Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, in a in a good altered state, you know. It's a good wrong. comparison. It's like it's like nineties techno for millennials. Yeah, I guess, maybe. yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be digging on that. Yeah, I could dig on some techno. So right. I'm good with it. Of course, Wes and Bud poster children for millennials. Right? right? I mean, yeah, it doesn't offensive whatsoever. That's what I find offensive about it. <laughs> Is that right. to do with them as a team? Right, because it's almost hard to parse, like, what Wes and Bud are really, like, what is there. Well, I guess compared to, because every team they usually have has such, like, a strong, like, gimmick, like, Lucha Dragon, like, the Vaude Villains, um, Enzo and Cass, like, a very kind of over-the-top gimmick almost. Yeah, Yeah, and these are just like, hey, two good wrestlers put together, like, Mm -hmm. that kind of deal. Uh, but anyway, the match, the good chemistry, I thought, in this one, uh, Bud and West can kind of work the style, like, even though they're not, like, high flyers per se, more than maybe some of the teams, they kind of work the Lucha Dragons kind of um, fast-paced style. They're really putting over West on commentary. Um, <laughs> I thought it was funny that they called, uh, they say that he was training with um, Norman Smiley, so I popped because they called him Norman Smiley and not Bill Demont. I thought mm. that was a, 
a funny way of saying it. But uh, Kalisto is awesome, as always. Like in this one, you hit that like corkscrew that looked absolutely sick. But uh, Wes and Bud are able to survive the the onslaught that the the dragons always have at some point in their matches where they kind of do all their flashy moves. Uh, Kalisto is the Selena Del Sol, but on the wrong guy after the blind tag. A nice slick move by Wes and Bud as they hit the blind tag. Mm -hmm. So the Selena Del Sol does not work. They come in and get the roll-up. I forget exactly who it was, whether it was Wes or Bud, but they get the... It was Blake, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we get the roll-up for the upset and the new cha- and new champions, Wes and Bud. I was shocked. I was like Me too. I said before. I did not think. I thought this was going to be our typical, like, Wes and Bud. They're going to look okay, but they're going to job. It's going to be a yeah. perfectly fine match. I was not expecting a title change. So... Um, I went two and a half on the match. I thought it was a solid match. And uh, I thought the finish was well executed. Like uh, with the, the blind tag and stuff, they, I thought they did that well. And the whole match I thought was well executed. And uh, it was short, but uh, exciting and uh, a nice little surprise, I'll say. Well, I'll, I'll get what you guys think on uh, whether you are down with this type of change here. So uh, what did you think, Tim? Um, yeah, similar to you. I, I just expected to, this to be a perfunctory little title defense by by the lucha dragons as we've seen on numerous editions of these weekly shows i mean even against this team um and look at this we get a title change you know two weeks before our our next uh, takeover event i think guys is this the first title change we've seen on tv mm, i think it mm, could be it sounds wrong but i i don't I think it is. I, I think this is maybe the first no, time I, they've pulled the trigger on one. I think so. I, mean, I think you're right. They're pretty conservative on like mm-hmm. TV as far as like they don't really like bounce the titles around much. Yeah. So I mean, that's fuck knows that Cinchin had it for a fucking year. So right, right. and we know they <laughs> seven yeah, years. You mean <laughs> took forever to see them drop it? Um. So yeah, I mean, fuck, we get our first <laughs> title change on a. NXT TV show, um, at least again in our timeline, that's pretty damn cool. Um, and I, I love the finish of the the because uh, I missed the hot, I, I missed the blind tag. So it was, Me too. It was a good good use of the replay where mm-hmm. you really where you saw it from from another angle, and it's like oh clear as day. You saw um, uh, Wes and Bud tag out again. I don't remember which was which. Um, and you're like, oh, right, okay, here we go. And uh, the referee on point uh, and realizing not the legal man. So, yep, really, really good officiating, good use of the replay, a savvy finish. Um, not that, not that much to the match in terms of length, but uh, it, it gets the job done. So I, I, um, I went uh, two and a quarter on this. So I, I was. <laughs> I, I didn't really know how I felt about the title change. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the Dragons just got that title. Like, why are mm-hmm. we doing this? And especially with this team, they won like one match, if that. So. Right. I was wondering, like, like I want to see how long they stick around. It makes me wonder, like, is yeah. Kalisto going to go solo? Like, maybe they're going to shoot in the main roster a little bit. Like, that is there my... something. Yeah, right. Is there question. some other motive for this? Maybe. I didn't know if you guys remembered, like, are they moving up or if something is happening? I don't really remember. Yeah. I, I guess we'll find out, but. It, right. 
it changes how I feel about it, I guess, if that makes sense. I don't know if it mm-hmm. does, but I mean, the match itself was, I mean, it was short. It was not great. I mean, it wasn't the best thing I've ever seen. It was just a regular wrestling match, and I thought the Dragons looked good and were flipping around and doing all their great stuff. They looked amazing. That's why it was terrible for them to lose. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to do two stars at this point. I am admittedly being overly generous because they pulled the trigger on a title change, which yeah, I mean, they I, never do. Like, and I just, I think, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's just fun to hot shot a title, even, even when it's, and I'm not as a, I'm not attached enough to the Lucha Dragons to be like upset about it. You know what I mean? It just seeing a title change, um, popped me. And that, that's the, the effect that it had more so than, than disappointment or, 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 being happy for um, uh, Blake and Murphy. I, I just, I thought it was cool to see a title change on one of these shows. And I was like, uh, and, and the way that they executed it, like was, was pretty convincing to me. So I'm being, um, I, I, I'm sort of over rewarding this one, I feel like, but admittedly so. I think if there was more depth in the tag division, um, I, I might could maybe overlook it a little bit, but it's like yeah, now it continues to be a problem. Yeah. yeah. So confused about what they're going to do going forward. Right. It does look like I did some quick research. It looks like they are. They did get booted up to the main roster, oh. which I mean, so I kind of you get why they did it. But if you know you're going to do this, maybe especially knowing you have a takeover like right there, just maybe make this a little more. I don't give it a little bit more time or make it a bigger deal. But I, I guess if you're moving them up, they're moving them up. So I guess that was the reason. I'm just interested to know if it was like a, a storyline reason, like if this is what they really wanted to do or they were just trying to get the titles off of them. And it sounds like it was just trying to get the titles off of them. So kind of a bummer. I feel like we never got like the Lucha. I think we were all like Jones and like the Lucha Dragons, like four star, like super awesome match. And we like never really like, I don't know if they were really put in the position to do it. Which yeah. Is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Oh, so we'll see. But who knows? Because people have left before and come back several thousand times. So we may see them again. So maybe we shouldn't lament yet. Anyway. All right. We head backstage. We have uh, Charlotte who uh, confronts Bailey and tells her that if she pulls a stunt like she did last time again. Uh, she says, if you pull a stunt like that again, I will destroy you. I thought it was an odd delivery of that line. Like it, <laughs> it sounded like it was from like a Kung Fu movie or something. It, it didn't seem like natural. It didn't seem like right. something she would say. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but uh, Bailey says she isn't sorry. She's been too nice and that she's got to be more aggressive, et cetera. Uh, But they're going to be a team tonight. And Charlotte says that it better work out or Bailey won't make it to take over. So pushing the tension here between um, Charlotte and Bailey, Jenny. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great, but at least (laughs) Bailey isn't uh, speaking like a child uh, in this Mm -hmm. one. So it's sort of a step up for her. She's she's trying to be a big girl now. So uh, yeah. and Charlotte's still not really Charlotte yet. It's, um on the mic <laughs> anyway. I um noted that awkward delivery also, but um in a way it sort of worked for me because I, I took it as Charlotte uh speaking in a way that, that she thinks is gonna be really intimidating <laughs> to someone like Bailey. Um, child. 
yeah, this very childlike <laughs> mentality that, that we've seen and it doesn't really work. And, um, so she doesn't, she doesn't really push it. Um, because Bailey kind of gives it back to her with the whole, oh, I can't believe I did what I did last week, but you know what? I'm not sorry about it. So we see some, we, we see a little bit of character progression for Bailey, which, um, I think has been sorely needed and, and very welcome. Um, I mean, she's not like, it's not like she's got a, a mean streak or anything, but, but mm-hmm. she is, um, becoming more competitive and comparing her actions to those of Sami Zayn, who's always been a, you know, real white bread, white bread baby face as well. And she's like saying she's following in his example as, as the NXT champion, you know, being a, a role model for the, the locker room perhaps. So, um, I, I sort of low key dug this interaction to tell you the truth. Um, mm-hmm. It's um, I mean, it's not setting my world on fire, but I thought it was decent. Right. I think to Jenny's point, it's like knowing how much better Charlotte would get. It's it, it's strange to see her like do these kind of awkward line deliveries. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought the the what they were getting across, I thought was good. Like the tension between them, and like you said, Bailey being a little less like more of a teenager and not like a nine year old. She's <laughs> progressing. Uh, <laughs> Growing up, <laughs> right? Yeah. I will destroy you. I um, will destroy you, and it's like uh, <laughs> might have worked on the Bailey of you know two months ago. Now, right. like you said, she's <laughs> she's a she's, she's not a young up. adult anymore. She's a teenager. Yeah. Right. All right. We get our uh, Tyler Breeze check in here. Who Tyler hasn't been doing a whole lot lately, but he tells us he's going to watch the rest of the tournament with eyes on a Tommy. Um, so I guess that's his focus. Uh, they, this is real quick, but the thing I noted in this was like, I feel like the trip to Europe added to his accent. I felt like he had a stronger, <laughs> like odd accent here. I couldn't like even place what it was, but I felt like he was putting on a little bit more of a, uh, like he was enunciating his words strangely, strangely here. I don't know if you guys noticed this. He's more European now, you see. Right. Right. It's a little more, um, Zoolander, which. Yes. That is my exact call for that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sort of always been what, what his gimmick right. was, but, um, he's, yeah, the, the voice is that looks like he rewatched it or something <laughs> <laughs> while he was in Europe. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's definitely more affected. You know, I'm wondering with Tyler, like how much more we're going to get out of him. Because it's weird in my head, I remember him being like in these early days, being such a big part of this early NXT, but kind of knowing what we have on the horizon, like the people who are going to be coming and how he's just kind of floundering right now. Like, I'm, I'm wondering how much he's much more he's going to actually do. Like, is he going to heat up again or is what we've seen kind of his NXT peak? Because it would be a, a bit disappointing for him because he's just so synonymous, synonymous, synonymous with this, uh, <laughs> with this uh, like period of NXT. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, he's one of those old guard that um I don't know, it's it's gonna be a familiar story, but I'm just trying to appreciate the time that we have left with him. Put it that <laughs> right. way. I don't know exactly when he leaves either. I again this right. is I mean, and it's weird because this is when I was really actively watching NXT. Mm-hmm. Um I remember a lot of these matches. I, I remember a lot of the bad commentary too, um, by the way. Uh but um, I don't remember when exactly or how some of these guys leave. Right. 
And like, is there going to be, are we going to feel like this changing of the guard is like these different guys come in? Anyway. Yeah. All right. One guy who's still around is Tyson Kidd somehow, and he's going to be facing oh. uh, Neville Hang here, in which there. Uh, a match that we've seen, but as always kind of entertained for the most part. So we'll see what happens here. Um, during Tyson's entrance, though, we get this weird like signal interference that they do not acknowledge on commentary. And at mm. first I thought something was fucked up in the, I don't know, in the file or something it. that they put on. But as we got through the show, we'll see this a few more times. And I'm guessing this is something to hype someone who's going to be coming. I don't I have no idea who. I don't know what this is, but I'm assuming that's what it was. Yeah. And well, so at first I thought, um, oh, shit, uh, something happened on with Peacock. Right. Um, right. Or like you said, they uploaded a, a corrupt file or something, and then I and then I just said, which I mean, <laughs> um, I guess it could happen with this this many hours of content. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then I said, oh, I guess that's just part of uh, uh, Tyson Kid's new entrance. But then, like you said, it happens, it happens again. And has nothing to do with Tyson Kidd. So I'm like, I don't know what this. And it, it does seem like one of those weird subliminal things they do to uh, introduce a, a new talent. But I'm like, who who are we missing right now? I don't remember anyone else coming in. Again, I just have total amnesia about this show that I was watching. It seemed, I mean, honestly, not that long ago, right? 2015? Mm-hmm. But... Anyway. I, I thought my brain was just glitching and uh, yeah yeah honestly i'm really glad you guys brought it up right you weren't gonna say anything i wasn't gonna say anything <laughs> hey you guys saw that interference thing and they're like, you're like what like, what the fuck are you talking oh, about <laughs> don't worry about it oh no my simulation's glitching <laughs> oh. Has Tyson has Tyson always had the gloves like the AJ Styles gloves? I was gonna ask that too. What the fuck is wrong with him and his stupid gloves? No, he has not had the full gloves. All right, because he definitely would have made fun of it before. Right. Okay. Just making sure, but I didn't feel like he had gloves before. Trying to add some flair, I guess. To he just, I think he just had taped uh, wrists. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He looks a little goofy. But anyway, uh, they do some feeling out for a while, um, showing off the athleticism. It, they uh, they pick it up a little bit. They start picking up the pace, but Tyson bails and stalls for a while on the outside. He lures Neville outside into a head scissors into the stairs, uh, We get uh, which leads to a possible count out, but Neville's able to get back in. We get a, um, a commercial here, and I'll mention this because of this WWE <laughs> Immortals. We Please. get this about 700 times, but... Um, <laughs> I just like that it's clearly like some kind of Mortal Kombat ripoff kind of thing. Mm, but I, I yeah. love that it's clearly Mortal Kombat and they call it in the commercial Immortal Kombat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so only thing. And that was a, was that a mobile is, a mobile game? Yeah, I think they said it was like free. Must be like a yeah. phone game. Did you ever so I, I take it that means you never played it. Back I've never played, never played Immortals. I've never played yeah. any of the, uh, any of their free mobile games. You just think they're trash, huh? You don't mess with the free bullshit. <laughs> they're microtransactions that, that right. just uh, take you for every every dime. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, 
I definitely took note of that commercial, the first of many times we will see it, and how it was clearly just a reskin of of something like, oh, this this uh, developer clearly did like a Mortal Kombat thing and just and and then they they got a license with the WWE and and you know. Like Undertaker filed the, the serial so, numbers off and, and turned it into a wrestling game. Yeah. Okay. Jenny, have any interest of uh, seeing if you could dig up a copy of Immortals? Play it. I was going to say it looked kind of fun to me. I mean, I don't know. No, it might really, be. Yeah. I don't know anything about right, it. I mean, games, Mortal, but... I mean, Mortal Kombat is, but it was like Mortal Kombat, but it didn't quite look like a fighting game. Like, I don't know if it was an actual, like, old school kind of fighting game. I don't know. It wasn't really clear like what the game was to me. It looked like the Undertaker blasted someone with electricity powers. So I'm like, right. um, maybe this was a actually a superhero game first. Oh yeah, yeah it could have been. Because I know yeah. there's another one that's like trading card kind of things or something. Oh, there's so many of these yeah. fucking things. I, I want a wrestling <laughs> uh, role playing game. You know what I mean? Right. Like <laughs> cutting deals in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like. Um, I want to say those exist in some form. Do they? Right. There's, yeah. uh, I think there's one. I Live think action movie. No, not with like WWE licensing or whatever, but I'm, yeah, people have made like, like indie games, I think, that are mm-hmm. based on that. Now, in the old like PS2 games and stuff, as they were going, like as the games progressed, I mean, I don't know how much it was getting into like contracts and shit, but it got pretty intricate with the like storylines and stuff, the backstage mm-hmm. stuff and like, making your own character and going through their career and all that shit. It definitely progressed beyond um, Jim, Jim Ross awkwardly approaching in the locker room and saying, <laughs> Hey, you want to work the, the UK show this month, pal? And you could, and you could say, yes, yeah, build, no. build up that upper body. Need some more definition. And if you, de- and did you notice if you declined it, um, he'd be like, well, you know, that's showing real team spirit. What an asshole kind of thing. <laughs> and, um, and you get at the uh, bottom of the card. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, then when you'd go to them, if you, if you like, ask for a favor or a title shot or something, it'd be like, no can do, pal. <laughs> <laughs> like, you had to really, I don't know, you had to brown nose through some of those earlier games, I feel like, in the story mode. That would be cool if they could get, like, a real big budget one that was, like, a sim where you just... Yeah, like uh, like book your own things and there's like ratings and all the other all that other shit. Anyway, uh, back to the match. <laughs> we, we got much more. Oh, that's right. We're in the middle of a match. We got in the uh, But uh, after the WWE Immortals ad, we go to uh, Neville who comes back with insane. He does like an inverted dive to the outside because he's a freak of nature. Uh, his selling and flying all over is so good. Like he makes Tyson's offense look good. And when he comes back, his flying all over looks good. Like I always like his high flying moves. Cause they like never look soft. A lot of times like these high flying moves can kind of look like, you know, like they're just grazing them or something. Or like, you can clearly see the other guy kind of just like jumping with the run. I always feel like his stuff looks Super high impact for being like high flag kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. he does that six spike power bomb um, mm-hmm. on that one, and then he goes up for the red arrow and beats Tyson Kidd's ass. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it picked up pretty good when Neville kind of lit up at the end. It was a little weirdly slow, like in the the pre Immortals ad section of the mm-hmm. match. Yeah. I thought with all Tyson stalling, it kind of was 
it wasn't like a typical Neville match, but once they kind of picked it up, I thought it got pretty good. And uh, Neville, of course, just rips. He's just fucking awesome. So um, probably just for him, I went three stars on a Jenny. Three stars. See, I I was kind of debating that. Um, I, I'm going to agree with the three stars, and that's against my will, I think, uh, because <laughs> of Tyson Kidd. Um, I mean... I'm not that blinded by his gloves and his stupid shirt that said, what did it say? <laughs> Fact dropper. I'm like, Sir, why? Why? Does anybody tell you that this is stupid? Like, Natty owes you, like, she owes you an apology for letting you walk out in public in a shirt like that and those gloves. But anyway, besides that, they have pretty good chemistry in the ring, and Neville's incredible. Champ or no champ. Any Neville match, I'm just fucking here for. It's just kind of how it is across the board. And he's working his way back. Like, he legitimately lost his title. He doesn't care. He's about to go through this tournament and try to get it back. So, he's just doing what Neville does. Just doing Neville things, Tim. Mm. Yeah. Um, I like how you put it on Natty. Make it Make it her responsibility to ensure that... Tyson doesn't leave the house looking like a fucking asshole. Well, um, but she's she there failed. all the time. Apparently, he's hanging around while he's trying she to. She failed in her duty. Um, Come on, I love it. I love it. Um, I also thought that this match was worth about three stars, although it was very weirdly paced. Um, I mean, it kind of gets some time, but it's it's a tale of two matches, really split by that break where it starts off so slow, a very defense oriented start to the match where they're kind of, they're kind of ducking each other's stuff and, and doing some showy flips and dodges. And, you know, they're kind of all over the ring without actually touching each other. But then when it's off and running, it's really off and running. Um, so, so we get some, some decent offense from both guys, honestly, but Neville, of course, is going to get the most shine. Um, he is amazing, and we are shameless Neville marks on this show. Uh, and I, I love seeing him just get that really dominant win, you know, hitting hitting that sick um, power bomb, and then the the mm. kick. I mean, that really flush kick right near the corner, um, knocking Tyson on his ass goes up. If anything, I thought, oh, you know, Tyson's Tyson's going to uh, move or get the knees up. And, and we're going to go like another five minutes here, but nope. Um, nails it, puts Tyson away, moves on. Uh, two of them have always had pretty good chemistry. Um, but uh, yeah, this is another pretty good showcase uh, for our man, Neville. So good enough for three stars. I'm I'm fine with that. The power bomb is so high. It was. Oh. It really was. Mm-hmm. When when he was um, running around the ring like trying to avoid um, Neville and trying to get counted out almost, my note says Tyson chicken shit, <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot that that's why I wrote that until I just saw it. Right, he's yeah in the pre immortal section. He was yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but Neville gives an in ring interview after this with uh, future SmackDown ring announcer Greg Hamilton. I think his name is, but. Uh, 
he's about facing either Bull or Corbin in the next round because I haven't mentioned it yet, but remember we this is part of the uh, the tournament. He's going to become number one contender. I haven't mentioned that yet, but um, he says he'll get back up again and prove he's the most dominant NXT champ, you know, et cetera, pretty babyface stuff. But I did think it was – that'll be an interesting matchup, though, like uh, Neville versus a, a big guy because it's mm-hmm. – whether it's Bull or Corbin, it's going to be a big guy. So I was intrigued by that uh, – one of those possible matchups. Um, um, but we'll uh, we'll keep rolling on. We go back to Sasha, who says that Becky is going to help her take over. And uh, you could see th- the whole point of this was they, they show Becky in the background and kind of building uh, intrigue with them as to whether uh, Becky's going to help her. The, the classic, like, is the lackey going to help them or will the lackey go in for themselves? And the heel is always thinking the lackey's got to help them. You know, that whole deal. I don't know if you guys had anything to add on this one about Bex and Sash. Um, yeah, probably more on that in the match itself, I suppose. Right. Gotcha. About to see. Um, we then get a, a promo for the uh, Stone Cold podcast. Um, it may be a uh, pine for the days of the, uh, not necessarily his one on the network, but, but his podcast, like mm. at its peak, like it was super good. Like he had such good interviews on his um Mm-hmm. On the OG Stone Cold podcast, but he doesn't really do it anymore. But you're not feeling the broken skull sessions, huh? <laughs> I have. Well, it's like I feel like I've never completely got to the whole. Like it feels like I'm watching a podcast, which is strange. Right. Like yeah. I'm so like yeah. you know like I'm so used to like podcasts being a thing that I like do something else mainly while I'm listening to it. So it just feels weird to me to sit in front of my TV and watch a podcast. Like I've watched some of them, but it's not, I can't say I've watched all of them, and I feel it's like a weird mental block for me. I know that's probably stupid, but I don't. Know. Um, I mean they're hit and miss. I I know mm-hmm. what you're saying. Right. If he gets a, a guest who's a little bit more animated, it it tends to be decent. But um, if it's uh, I'm trying to think of somebody right. to bury to to really just <laughs> right. Like, well, I feel like on his. I get what you're saying. Like on his podcast, not that network one, I feel like they would get much more in mm-hmm. like intimate for lack of a better term. Yeah. Like, yeah, it felt much more like a conversation where I feel like he's interviewing people in the network a lot more. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. I get you. But uh, anyway, Bud and Murph are over the moon about their big win. <laughs> they say that they are willing to defend the titles. A very aw shucks like babyface promo from these two, just celebrating their big upset win and saying that they're going to be fighting champions. So good for you guys, Bud and Murph or Bud and West, <laughs> I should say. Bud and West. All right. Um, but with that, we finally go back to the ring, and we're going to get Charlotte and Bailey versus uh, Sasha and Becky. So this is kind of um, a little tag match to get us uh, geared up for the Fatal Four Way that we're going to get at Takeover. Um, Bailey sort of works the face and peril role like you'd expect in this. Till Charlotte comes in, she gets a sick takedown. All of her offense looks super snug and good. I thought they had good teamwork. Um, Bailey and Charlotte early in the match until uh, Sasha comes in. She starts mocking Bailey as she works over Bailey's knee. Charlotte comes back in, gets the figure four. Beck comes in and breaks it. Bailey tries for the save and accidentally hits Charlotte, which of course that causes things to break down. And we kind of just end the match there as it breaks down to a melee. Bailey fights back, and the officials have to separate Bailey and Charlotte, and the refs just ringing the bell. So we never actually get a definitive finish to this match. Um, I didn't really expect one just kind of 
Right. It was just to get across that all these four are going to be in the uh, in that fatal four way match. And that even though they are kind of paired off as allies, it's going to be every woman for herself. So I went two and a half. Totally fine match, despite there not being a finish. I didn't mind it breaking down at the end, given what the storyline is. So, yep. Two and a half for me, Tim. Uh, Same exact same two and a half for me. Um, I I like seeing uh, Sasha play the role of uh, the Tyson chicken shit uh, heel through, through much of this match. Like anytime, anytime her opponent would go on offense, she would, she would run out and, and like tag Becky and like, no, you go deal with it again to your point or earlier about how she just treats Becky as her lackey and, and doesn't see her as an equal um, and, and doesn't think that, you know, she's got a shot in this, this fatal four way. She's just kind of the, odd woman out who, who got tossed into the match when Regal made it. Um, but when she is on offense and she is able to control, she, she looks really good in there does Sasha. Um, so I, I just took partic- particular note of her performance in the match. Um, just because I, I think it's again, one of those, uh, rare occasions where we're seeing some decent shine from her, which, um, you know, we've been noting the development of, of all four of these women and, um, Sasha is sort of like real hot and cold. It seems like where she'll all of a sudden pull out a, a really great performance. And then it's like back to the, back to the old usual thrashing bullshit, the thrashing offense, as you call it, Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. and we didn't see, we didn't see that nonsense here. It was a really good hard hitting match, um, that did not really need a finish again, going into this, um, this big fatal four way, you don't really want to put one side or, or one person over, um, keep everybody as, you know, uh, 50, 50 or 25, 25, 25, 25 as possible. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know, it, it worked. It's, it, it gives everybody a showcase to do their stuff and, and, um, put some more heat on the, the, uh, title defense. Um, yeah, I mean, I would agree with all that. What was your rating again? Uh, two and a half for two both half. of us. Yeah, yeah. I, I did the two and a half as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think we're all, all kind of on the same page. We're all just kind of, we, we sort of know what they're setting us up for and we know what to expect. We kind of knew that nobody was going to end up winning this match. And yeah, it's like they've already made the match, so right. we're just sort of in a holding pattern. Right? Yeah, right. It's, like you said, it's a showcase. This is my move set. This is what I can do. Um, and they're all fairly evenly matched, I would say. Like, Bailey looks, I think, pretty good in this. Um, and and I'm just not really a big Bailey fan, but I thought that she mm. showed well. Um, Charlotte always looks good. Sasha yeah. was unusually focused, and Becky's always sort of a wild card. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the two and a half. You always hear about the 50-50 booking, not, but mm-hmm. you rarely hear about the 25-25-25-25 booking. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's the horsewomen, right? This is, uh, you got to be careful. I mean, this there ain't is no a big writers deal here. They got to balance it. They don't have any writers. So yeah, we, we establish, yeah, we established – I'm trying There's to think, no what was the angle that was so bad that I was like, "There's no way they have writers for this show." Um, uh, I think it was the little person that the vaudeville yeah, came yeah. out okay. to mock the the Lucha Dragons. Yeah, was, uh, little oh. promo videos. 
That may have been the uh, the valley of the podcast. Well, yeah. the quality of NXT. We've yeah. I feel like we've rarely gotten that low in our recent one since the 2015, the turn of the the new year. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that that brawl then was a little bit more chaotic, though. I don't know. Maybe that's just me liking. It do with a little bit of chaos, yeah. Right. I a feel like it was to, it was too to more controlled than chaos. I need like 25 percent controlled and 75 chaos. Mm-hmm. They were kind of. To get back to the numbers, <laughs> it's, yeah, that's a numbers game, fully. <laughs> right. Uh, but um, it, it just—it seems like a big deal to see all four of the horsewomen in the same match together, whether they're going against each other in a fatal four-way, or we get that that tag with you know, I guess Charlotte and and Bailey as the faces um, against. Sasha and, and Becky as the heels. It's sort of interesting dynamics there. But um, Charlotte's still in that position where she could play uh, face as well as heel, even though we think of her as more of a, a natural heel. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's definitely been an interesting progression here, especially in, in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. Because it's been really the all, just the four of them, right? They're not mixing any other women up in this division at this point um i mean we see carmella have matches uh we see we're i mean we're gonna see an emma match spoiler alert (laughs) but we've seen uh who's it blue pants uh but Mm -hmm. none of them are are even touching the title scene right and definitely not have no business yeah there's a pecking order now yeah, Alexa. There you go, Alexa. There's a good example. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's a there's a true pecking order now to the women's division, and I think that's as it should be. All right. So we go to our um, now this this whole next thing that we're going to get into with this, and eventually the match is just cracked me up because of everything we've been saying since <laughs> both these guys debuted. So so Finn comes in. He says that he didn't realize. He would have to face a Tommy in the tournament, but it's a tournament, and so that doesn't matter. So just completely like, I don't give a shit if this guy is my friend. I'm going to kick his ass. I've been better than him the whole time since we debuted. Like, I've completely, like, uh, one-upped him at every chance. And then uh, Tommy says he brought him into NXT and he'll take him out. But, like, clearly Finn looks like the the more legitimate guy here. So I just feel like everything we've been saying, they're quickly, like, realizing the same thing. And they're like, yep, let's put Finn over Atomic. Well, like I don't you know how it. quickly, but yes, oh. finally. Right. It's the type of thing that you would you would think that um if they still had any hopes for Atomi, they would avoid this very scenario. <laughs> Just <Right. laughs> forcing people to draw that comparison between the two of them. Um as, you know, not just partners but opponents now. You would think they put some distance between them, if anything, but I don't know if, if there's any clearer sign that they've pretty much given up on Hideo Itami. It's no further right. than this uh, promo. And, and they don't even do the whole like he doesn't even do the whole like, you know, he's my partner. He's a great athlete. It's going to be a great. He's just like, well, I guess if I have to kick his ass, I'll kick his ass. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't even put him over, really. He's just like, not oh, he's like my partner. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'll mow through him if I have to, I guess. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, poor Tommy. All right. 
All right, now we have Devin speaking to um, a returning Emma. Uh, she says that she wants a fresh start against Carmella. Uh, she is acting. I felt like in this whole thing, she's trying to be maybe a bit more like edgy, but I wasn't really sure. Like maybe dropping a little bit of the goofiness. Like she kind of says mm-hmm. something I think where it's like, um, well, you know, I'm not just going to be all dancing, but I'm going to dance a little bit or something like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she needed to return, honestly. Uh, do we know she was Australian? We talked about that. Um, I don't know if we've talked about it, but um, I was aware of that fact. Okay, um, yes, I, don't, I don't guess I was. <laughs> so I was like, wait, wait. Pl- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a. And it also down like, under. <laughs> it also looked like maybe she had some work done. Uh, she looked mm. different a little bit. Maybe just the hair was touched up, like highlighted, and the lighting. I don't know. Anyway, I thought uh, it took me a minute to realize it was Emma, just because I thought she looked different. So Do you think that she got her hair done at hair? <laughs> and yeah. Carmella took a Carmella. exception to it because no, she got fired from there, so she don't work. Yeah, there. well, no, that's what I'm saying. She took exception to. Her coworker um, showing disloyalty by by uh, getting her hair did at her former employer. Oh shit! So yeah, that's now she resents. She resents the uh, code Emma hairstylist. Yeah, so they had a big brawl uh, backstage at the PC, and now Emma's calling her out. Maybe I just previously found Emma unattractive, and now she looks attractive. Maybe it's because she. Do you think it's because she wasn't pointing and poking at the air? Perhaps that's part of it. Um, Devin tries to like do the little dance, and then she cuts her off. She's like, "Come on now, we're not doing that right now." Like, <laughs> but even when she comes out and she does a little dance, like it's very half-hearted. <laughs> I will say. Right. Yeah, I don't know what they were wrong for. Her. I don't think she knows or anyone knows. I don't, yeah, nobody knows. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see her a little bit. All right, so now we're going to go to um, a big rematch here. Or so we think it's going to be Corbin versus Bull again, round two. Uh, <sighs> so we start off, we see, will we get a real match? Uh, no, we won't. Corbin controls early. <laughs> uh, he's, he's moving pretty smoothly, I thought, kind of uh, clubbing Bull around. And then he hits the end of days and squishes old Bull once again. <sighs> so... Um, uh, star, Jenny. Uh, no, zero stars. Zero, zero. stars. I, I give it a squash yeah. one, but yeah, frustrating. <laughs> what? Why give us the exact same match? Uh, wait until we get to. <laughs> let's, uh, wait till we get yeah, to this post match. Go ahead. To... <laughs> it just, yeah, it just. I mean, they really kind of seem like they had something in terms yeah, of. Yeah, this... they did. The slow burn between Corbin and Bull, like they'd been doing their individual uh, squashes sort of in parallel lanes. Uh, then they started to intersect a little bit, you know, running in into each other's matches, interfering more and more. And it's like, oh, this is a proper feud that they're building between these two up and coming guys. Can't wait to see them lock up on, I don't know, a takeover, right? For the first time. And then. They give us the first match, and it's just uh, it's just a throwaway TV thing with Corbin going over with his usual bullshit, 
And we're like, well, that was disappointing. I guess we're moving on from here. And no, we're not moving on. In fact, we're, I guess we're doubling down on what a complete jobber. Literally. Yeah. Um, So that doesn't seem like the move. And, and yet they're still somehow trying to continue this, this feud. I don't know. Sometimes it's like logic be damned when it comes to (laughs) WWE and and even NXT booking where it's just, (laughs) it just seems to me that the way that you do a feud is one guy wins, next guy wins. You do a rubber match. There you go. It's not rocket science, that gets right? Boring, you right. See, did, like I guess. Like, did Bull give so. like Bill Demott the wrong fucking Danish or something, <laughs> or like, I mean, what like viol- violate some dumbass like wrestler rule backstage? Because like, yeah. I mean, it felt like they were really into him, but I mean, there's no way. I mean, he just like he can't possibly keep up his character like this. It just no. looks ridiculous. As it we're gonna does. see in a second. He doesn't deserve this. He's better than this, in my opinion. So, but so after Corbin tells Devin that Neville will be um, one step closer to uh, being a race next week because he's going to have to face him, Bull comes in, (laughs) ridiculous line, tells him he got lucky twice. Oh my God. (laughs) Like, no, idiot. You got lucky. It's like he beat your ass handily twice. Like, that's, and Corbin just like pushes him away like a complete loser. (laughs) And, like we were saying during the match, just certainly lock and bull for my um, stock falling uh, award. Uh, but, you think? Just yeah. like, um, let's take the opposite of like a meteoric rise. <laughs> meteoric rise, fucking turd hitting the bowl. <laughs> Fall. Shit hit the fan, yeah. <laughs> or bowl. And that yeah. puts us up against like fucking Neville Corbin match in the next round. Like, no. Right. Yeah. What a weird bracket, you know. To right. it's I like, why is this even? Out. Why are these two even in the tournament? Just you know. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's it's baffling. It makes me think that Corbin's gonna win it, but then that sounds dumb. It's probably gotta be Finn, though, right? Is it too soon to speculate? <laughs> Well, you we'll know, find out nothing, when the next two rolls thing, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing for sure is that nothing's for sure in NXT. You're right. right. Anything can happen in the, I almost said the impact zone. <laughs> <laughs> in the full sale. Yeah. Zone. <laughs> school, school of visual media <laughs> arena. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have our big main event contract signing between uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Regal says, I like for the beginning, Regal puts across, like, pretty much tells us it's not going to be some <laughs> typical WWE bullshit where they fight. He's like, they better not fight or I'm shutting this shit down. That's no so fighting. Funny. I better not see a power uh, bomb through this table. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, pretty much saying, we're not going to do the same tropey shit, goddamn it. <laughs> you don't touch each other. Uh, Sammy comes out. He signs the contract. He's looking very pissed off because Kevin Owens is in front of him, but KO delays and seems like he's not going to sign it. Uh, Sammy starts to get frustrated. Um, he uh, he goes through their history as opponents and partners. Sammy does uh, everything that they did to get here, which is really good. I enjoyed this whole part that they're bringing in about their history together and whatnot. Um, but he doesn't matter because he's going to beat the hell out of them at TakeOver. KO is completely like no selling this, very stoic like he always is. 
Uh, he starts looking at the contract, says that it the contract says non-title. And then he puts across that it's not personal. He doesn't care about any of the history between he and Sammy. Um, he's just here to fight for a prize, to have a better life for him and his family. And in this case, the prize is the title. So if there's no title, he does not want the match and throws the contract. Um, Sammy then tells Regal to make it a title match. Uh, Regal's kind of like, I don't make decisions based on you. Um, I love the, through this whole thing. KO just has this like, I don't give a fuck stance to the whole thing. Like such an asshole. Uh, finally, Regal the ropes, like, right? Such a out. smug douche. Um, they amend it finally, and then Owen signs it, and then th- like casually throws the pin at Sammy, like a complete dickhead, and just walks off. And that's how we end it. So, I thought this was really well done, and that it kind of shows that KO got like he's manipulated this whole situation, manipulated Sammy just like he wanted to. It wasn't supposed to be a title match, but he's gotten Sammy so pissed off that now Sammy's doing the whole fired up face thing where he's got a, you know, he can't stand it. He's going to give KO whatever he wants so he can get the match. Um, I like the contrast between them throughout the whole thing that Sammy is like, you know, so angry and like losing his cool and Kevin Owens is staying calm because he knows that's just going to make Sammy more pissed off. I like the throwing the pin. Um, just such a good douchebag. It's a different kind of heel than what we've seen so far in NXT. And I think it works really well. And I thought this whole segment was uh, well executed. Jenny? I would agree. Like, Regal was so great. <laughs> he popped mm-hmm. me so hard when he was like, this isn't going to be like t- every typical signing. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you nailed it with uh, KO's just general air of doucheness. And, um just coming off looking like a fucking genius. You know, Sammy kind of comes off looking like a little bit of a dope. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, just a little bit, you know. Um, it's it's just very well done, Tim. Well, I mean, to, to Sammy, the prize is the match, right? He, mm-hmm. he feels like he has to face this guy who humiliated him, ruined his moment, ruined their friendship, butchered butchered a 12-year relationship, Jenny, mm-hmm. and and uh, stole Stam- Sammy's um, uh, uh, glory at uh, at the uh, last takeover where he won the title. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got to get his pound of flesh from Kevin Owens. And if the only way Owens will do it is if it's, if it's for the title, then fine, fine. Sammy's saying put it on the line. So I agree that he, he absolutely plays into Owens' hands. But he he knows that he knows he's getting played because it's so important to him that he does uh, get a piece of Kevin Owens here that that he's he's willing to to play that game and um, we'll we'll get more on that in our we'll get more into that in our next episode um, but this is awesome I I agree uh, Owens looks like an evil douche genius here um, you can tell like it, it he. He's already had this conversation with Regal. He knows this is not news to him that it's that it's a non-title match that he is mm. out here agreeing to. And he he's acting like he's acting like this is the first time he's hearing of it. Oh no. Mm-hmm. It has to be for the title. Oh, I didn't I didn't agree to this. You know, this is this is bullshit. Mm. Um I'm not going along with it. Yada yada. I'm a prize fighter. Um and re- you could tell just the frustration. Regal does a great job here too. Um, just selling his his absolute frustration and disdain. You mm-hmm. can tell he just fucking hates Kevin Owens, right? Because mm-hmm. he's like, 
we've been over this. Like, I can't believe you're, you're pulling this shit. And, um, God, just it's, Regal is amazing with his facial expressions yeah. and his ability to sell basically anything. But, um, he's right in many respects that this is not a traditional WWE contract signing. Um, but it's still compelling on its own terms. Um, and, and further to that, it's, it's not the traditional, uh, WWE approach to, to, uh, booking in terms of how, how these guys are being programmed. It's, it's first time they've met here at NXT for a match. Yes. But we're actually acknowledging the history between them. When do they ever do that? Right. Acknowledging this world outside of just the WWE universe. They've got all this history. Uh, no, we haven't seen it, but just the fact that Sammy is able to bring that up um, really enriches this, this whole feud. Um, so I just, from top to bottom, uh, thoroughly enjoyed this for it being not a match, but again, a, a main event contract signing that we think we know the way that that is going to go. They always hit us with some action and they don't hear. This is all just sort of palace injury intrigue, right? Where it's, it's, uh, we're seeing all these machinations and it, it just, it works very well. So I, I was pleased with this as a change of pace, uh, to close out our show. Yeah, I think it's one of the better, if not maybe the best, like, main event angle I think we've seen. Like, as far as, like, them doing an angle that's not built through ma- just through matches and stuff. Like, KO saying it's not, like, a guy he's known for, like, a decade, and he starts attacking him. He's like, oh, it's not personal. <laughs> what do you mean? Right. I know, right? Right. And, um, like, Regal, like you guys say, he's so good because he's, like, the authority figure, but he doesn't, like, take over the segment. But he's he's also not like invisible. Like he plays his role, doesn't like he's not overbearing. He doesn't like neuter the guys and say like, oh, this mm-hmm. is my promotion and we do it my way. Like he kind of knows he has to do what his champion wants because you know the champions like who the promotion's built around. Yeah, just everyone played the role so well. Sammy is like like you you made a good point, Jenny, about him coming off like a dope, and I think it's like a fine line they have to walk. But I think because Sammy, this is kind of his character is he's he's kind of corny anyway, in a weird way. Like he's endearing, but corny and like gets really like, um, I don't know, like overzealous a lot. So you can mm-hmm. kind of buy it from him. So it kind of works. It's yeah, it all goes together very well. I'm impressed because I feel like we've had a lot of good like main event matches and stuff, but not always the greatest like angles. And I feel like we're finally getting like a good angle. And you know what else? It puts over the title. It puts over the sure. NXT championship as the, yeah. the most important thing to the person who doesn't have it, right? And and makes it mean something that he's really going for that. And, I mean, yes, he says it's not personal. Obviously, that's bullshit. But um, there is something to the, to the fact that what he's really gunning for is that title. And that's going to play so much into the, Kevin's, uh, the Kevin Owens character uh, that we will see throughout you know, these next few months here in NXT, um, that I do remember. (laughs) All right. So that wraps up this one. Um, I thought this was a strong episode, good main event angle. Like we just talked about most of the matches were solid. Um, you know, take away that another disappointing Corbin bowl match, but all the others were solid built to take over. We had a, a surprise title change. So, I ended up going uh, six out of ten on this. We didn't have like a blowaway match on this one, but I thought the matches were solid and the angle was good. So 
Six out of ten for me. You know, you're right. Uh, anytime we get to see Regal in action, I think, is a definite plus, especially in a big angle uh, to close the show out. And there were good matches here um, and mostly good stuff. So I did six and a half. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm even higher uh, than, than you, Jenny. I, I actually went seven on this one. Nice. Um, only because I, while it, it seems like you're getting shortchanged by not having a true main event, you're, you're getting a contract signing in lieu of an actual match. It's not like the show is hurting for matches and pretty big matches at that. Um, for, for this weekly NXT TV show, there's like no throwaway shit on here. We, we see an actual title change. We see advancement of all of the active storyline. So we're, we're doing a pretty hard sell here for this takeover. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- they're making good use of what little time they have left to set this thing up. And uh, I like, we're seeing a, a number one contenders tournament, which makes you think they're heading one way that it's going to be uh, Sammy defending against the, the winner of this tournament at takeover. But uh, no, they, they zig where you think you expected them to zag. And uh, we get it official. It's it's going to be KO and Sammy for the title. Um, that kind of leaves the tournament in disarray. But um, there's still some intrigue around. All right, well, the winner of that will face, you know, presumably whoever walks out of takeover with the title. So you're still invested in in who's going to um, come out of that. And I mean, it's just it's a it's a lot of good long term. Uh, storytelling i feel like here it's it's really got an eye towards not just takeover but but setting up the future of nxt and what the foundation of this little promotion is going to be going forward We've come a long way thought we accomplished oh. a lot here in this one episode right for for once yeah all right, all right let's see how they uh close it out with the last Hashtag real episode before takeover. So this would be the February 4th, 2015 episode of NXT. And we open with the, uh, the boys, uh, Enzo and Cass as they come out. Corey, um, Corey is a douche, but he does have some good lines, especially compared to the horrible commentary we usually get. He questions if Enzo has needs help to get hair that bad, which I thought was a good line. Um, they do the whole Enzo and Cass, uh, spiel. And then they intro Mela and she kind of has her own variation uh, of the uh, uh, of the uh, I don't know the Jersey <laughs> intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says blue plants went back to the clear track, and tonight she faces Emma, and uh, she's gonna dance when she beats her, which is a good line too. Um, making fun of Emma's dumbass dancing. So uh, we then head to the match. So it's gonna be Mella versus uh, Emma. Uh, Mella toys with her a lot, tossing her around and mocking the stabbing motions. Just uh, good heel work here by uh, Mella. Emma comes back with the tarantula, but then um, Mella quickly turns things around and wins with the uh, the uh, head scissors submission that we've seen her use in most of her kind of uh, squash matches in. Handles uh, Emma pretty easily. So this is kind of just to put Mella over. We see that that was the only reason they have brought... Um, I keep getting... That. I'm trying to make sure I don't mess this up because it's like Mella, Emma, like two <laughs> double mm-hmm. consonants. <laughs> Anyway, so this was to put Mella over. We see that they don't have any plans for Emma. She's just coming to fucking job. 
So <laughs> I, I want to star on it because I enjoyed Carmella's uh, heel stuff. And I think her finish looks pretty damn good, Tim. I've always really liked her finish, too. And I feel like it must have a name. She's been doing it for so long now, but I, I don't know what that move is called. So in lieu of that, I submit that we refer to it as uh, Mella's um, submission thing. Uh, that That's what her <laughs> finisher should be called, that submission thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> the hair. Um, so, yeah, this was a real nothing match. I love Carmella coming out here with so much swagger and, and mm-hmm. confidence considering the last time we saw her she lost a blue pants she's just like whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> just moves on <laughs> just i mean acts like it just never happened um and then i mean just pretty much destroys emma here um i mean emma gets some of that token offense that that she does but it's a real short match um clearly designed just to put carmella over and is effective in that so i don't know yeah it, Maybe against my better judgment, I um, I want a star and a quarter on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it it is what it is. It's exactly what it's meant to be. And it gets uh, Carmella some screen time, which, I mean, I think she's been enjoyable overall. And uh, even if she has saddled with Cass and so, uh, they're, they're a fun little trio. It's fine. Uh, Emma just... I don't get her. Like, I don't understand anything about her. I know. This is such a... Not to interrupt, but... No, no. There's been some real... um, I I think we're we're having a a reclamation of of some sorts for these 2014-2015 NXT acts. Because... uh, And we've talked about how, at the time, everyone was super high on, like, the Ascension as, like, this... Oh, badass tag team cut from the mold of the road, road warriors. And like, we've, we consistently just hated them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, at the same time, these women, like people were pretty high on Emma thinking, Oh, she's such a great worker. And like, I don't know, she's never been particularly impressive to us. And man, people hated Carmela. I mean, hated her. Oh, she can't work. She's so fake. She sucks. Why is she out here? And I mean, I've I've dug all of Carmella's stuff, mm-hmm. really. Me too. I mean, just she's not the she's clearly not the the best worker, but she's you know she's still coming along. And again, she mm-hmm. hasn't sniffed that title scene. So mm-hmm. what's what's to be so offended about? Like yeah. I don't know, just stupid dumb shit wrestling fans from <laughs> twenty fifth. I swear, like people had the worst takes back then. Her, her like I mean, uh, still heel do, stuff. But, during the match is real good. Like her mannerisms and the mocking and stuff. Like it looks like it doesn't look forced and it doesn't look like she's doing it just to stall either, which is Mm -hmm. good. Um, and I thought her intro into wrestling was pretty unique too, because she Mm -hmm. was just a hairstylist. Yeah. (laughs) I love how they, yeah, I love the way they just sort of integrated her in, uh, you know, pretty interestingly. So. I fully agree. I wish they would do more of that type of thing. Just yeah. instead of just here's a new wrestler, like yeah. have have them be like I don't know, like they're just in some way that they're like somebody's friend or st- associated. Right. 
like they're a security guard or something. I don't know. Like yeah. <laughs> just have more original ways of, of bringing people in. Um, than just, here's another wrestler who's going to wrestle. Um, that would be fantastic in modern wrestling, yeah. I think. Just to have a person who's just a person. I'm not saying yeah. like do the nineties thing where they're a plumber who became a wrestler. No, like well, the- just have right, them leave, be like a, leave the a profession behind. And, yeah, an ordinary person who they are, whatever they are, you know, that's how they're introduced. And then, you know, we see them wrestle kind of thing. Right. right. You know, you again, maybe there's somebody's like friend. The, um, they could do like the JR with the football, but just like with any career. <laughs> or you see, he was a CPA before he uh, got in the business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, I mean, I feel like if you do it right, there's a lot of wrestling fans who are going to identify with that storyline, right? Yeah, like, well, that's, and you do that's it a, a fantasy, a, you know? And do it in a way that's not completely random. Like, have yeah. them have some kind of tie to to an existing wrestler in some way. Like, it's, you know, again, they're, <laughs> Carmella is just, you know, she, she works at the place where... <laughs> where uh, Enzo gets his, his hair did, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Genius. <laughs> mm. Starts dating Bada one bang. or both of them questionably. <laughs> like, yeah. Bada bing, not a stick in the ring. But, I mean, maybe accuse us of groupthink, if you will, but I know all three of us have been um, pretty into Carmella, and yeah. I, I have no regrets about it. Me either. No, she's delivered so far. I mean, it's not like she's been putting like insane stuff, but they built her up well. I mean, mm-hmm. in the position she's in, she's doing well. So, um, uh, so do we'll you remember that, on. Jake? I mean, uh-huh. dudes hated her, right? Oh, That's yeah, not yeah. me misremembering. Like, dudes really hated her at the time. Right. I mean, I feel like that could be said for like half of the women. Mm. Like basically well. anybody, anybody who is not the four horsewomen almost, I feel at times have gotten like. Alexa Bliss, I feel like most of them have gotten, like, even the four horsewomen get shit on a decent amount in different mm-hmm. ways. But mm-hmm. I feel like, especially if you're not like the four horsewomen, you get like, you know, like people are super tough on them. So I feel you. Yeah. All right. So we'll go to our next uh, tournament match. It's going to be Corbin versus Neville. So, um, they they do a good job of building this up as uh, Corbin's biggest match that he's had yet, which is 100% true because he hasn't really done a whole lot yet, but uh, it is. So they're kind of like uh, putting this as like an elevating position for him. So um, Neville goes uh, early and starts doing the whole chopping down the tree thing, kicking Corbin in the legs, trying to get him to, um, you know, uh, to take down the vertical base, as uh, JR would say. But uh, good selling by Corbin, too. Like um, it kind of looks off guard because he's so used to like squashing guys that when Neville kind of comes in hot on him and just mm-hmm. starts like beating on him like he doesn't really know what to do because he's not used to like fighting from behind so that that was well done uh Corbin takes over he starts clubbing he gets a nice uh suplex Neville comes right back at him with a drop kick again I thought um like the tumbling sell here by Corbin I think he like tumbled out of the ring off the drop kick I thought he did mm-hmm. a good job on that his selling was good throughout the match um Neville goes for a dive but gets caught and just come completely um dropped on the rail and eat shit like um it was a pretty sick looking bump um he uh they uh sorry corbin sneaks back in and th- sorry uh neville still sneaks back in and throws corbin into the post and um sorry bull sneaks in and throws <laughs> corbin into the post <laughs> 
Sorry. Um, and he <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, that ends up costing Corbin the match because the uh, the Red Arrow beats him, um, and they kind of show that he's weakened. So they protect Corbin a little bit, but Neville still gets the win. And um, yeah, I like what they had going with this. I don't think they quite had enough time to really get it going too much, but probably like 10 times longer than any other match Corbin's ever had because it was like, I don't know, six minutes long. So um, I ended up going two and a quarter on this one. I may be a little bit low thinking back to it because I did. It's so hard to go. Like I can only go so low on a novel match because he's just so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And like, he's super good in this too. But um, I just didn't feel like they had enough time to tell the story. It was just kind of like they went in and did a few things and then ball comes out. Um, once I've remembered what happened and could parse through my notes, I see now it messed me up. The autocorrect in my uh, Google Doc turned bull to Bill. And I, was oh. like, Wait, wow. I was like, I was like, who the fuck's Bill? So I was trying to figure out what. So I was like, did I mean to put Corbin? Who the fuck is Bill? But um, <laughs> two and a quarter, Jenny. Um, I don't know. I <laughs> I started getting real offended that Neville have, has to wrestle this guy. Um. <laughs> The entire conceit of the match was... Yeah, just I just couldn't even buy into any part of this. Um, even though Neville's amazing. And he's... It, it's it's not a bad match. It, I mean, it's fine. It's just... It just feels like a waste. I don't know. Like... Uh, it just It's just Neville doing what he's got to do. So I, I just want two stars to him. I, I, I can't. I can't with this. No, I, I I feel you. I I just went two stars on it also, which really I don't even know if it deserves that. It's yeah. again just I mean I, I feel like we're always at least a quarter star in excess just for our our yes. Neville markdom. True. Um. So, <laughs> um, take that for what it's worth. Uh. I mean I I like the story of the match, which is Neville having to survive, like trying to use his agility and quickness to avoid uh, Corbin's offense, because he knows as soon as he gets caught, it's, um, it's, it's going to be curtains for him. The, the way that, you know, Corbin's puts his opponents away so quickly. And then he eats that lariat. That's like, ah, mm-hmm. shit, this, mm-hmm. he might have my number, but um, we do get the interference from Bill, um, <laughs> which I guess is appreciated. Um, Why though? What the fuck? I mean, <laughs> I guess lucky twice. He wants he wants number three. Three's the yeah. charm, okay? You might last more than ninety seconds in the third match. Probably not though. <laughs> I guess they just didn't want to um, have Corbin eat a clean loss, yeah, even to even to a Neville. Which I mean, in a way, it it kind of diminishes um, Neville's win. That you know, it's like oh, yeah, he needed yeah, outside interference to do it. it. Yeah. So that that's a little bit offensive. From I agree. a loser. Um, yeah, from from a loser like a loser? Uh, Bill Dempsey. Yeah. <laughs> we should. Um, he's been downgraded. He's Bill now. To Bill from Bull to Bill. Now that he, yeah. Yeah. He's Bill he's lost Dempsey. too much. Yeah. <laughs> um. But hey, we get to see a red arrow. That's worth at least a star that in my is book. True. You're right. And it gives Corbin his first loss. So that's something. Um, and Neville was the one to do it, even, even if he had a little bit of a tainted victory, 
I'll I'll take it. I'm glad he wasn't like a big dumbass and said, "No, I won't win it that way." Like, you know, <laughs> right, no, yeah. he'll just take the win. Like this is a tournament. Like fuck that. Yeah, yeah. So, are you surprised to up, see Neville um, Neville doing so well in the tournament? Considering we thought maybe he was going to be a bit on the downswing or going to the main yeah, roster or something. Bit. I've already decided that none of us have any clue about who's on the downswing at any time. Because right, right. We thought Tyson was gone like 17 months ago. Um, yes. So I just assumed. We thought Bo Dallas was done like four right? months yeah, before we, he really we, was. Horrible we said instincts. goodbye to Bo Dallas like seven times. And yes. Uh, so, and, we, and we looked foolish. Yeah. Um, we looked foolish oh, no, as we I'm often do up on that concept and i you know you've made the right show choice me, i will take you've made the right choice i well, you know what that i like that we're being honest about it and like you know honest is strong but we're, we're trying to do it like organically like not look too much our into it. yeah right well we're trying to like go through it as if we were watching it all for the first time and like it feels not, like it yeah we're not Googling right. this to our, I'm not, you know. I'm not. I'm not. Right, right. We're trying to. I do like, have. Well, you think I'm that invested in this product? You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> that came out, that came out badly. And sure to, to, to be fair to our dumbasses, a lot of times these are people who should, like Emma should be gone forever. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Point, in, point taken. And Tyson. Right. Yeah. Tyson should be gone. Uh Tommy's well, there. I have decided that Neville actually never leaves. I, I have decided That's he awesome. never goes to the main roster. He never gets jobbed out. He never gets mistreated. That um, he stays in, in NXT and has multiple uh, title reigns. And um, uh, only recently left because uh, he thought this 2.0 thing was nonsense. And uh, quietly <laughs> let his contract expire. And... Uh, and and debuted two weeks ago in uh, in AEW. I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That is that is my revision. As history. what? What's his name? Sexy Gollum. Um. Yes, as um, Sexy Gollum. Nice. Um. <laughs> All right. So Sammy also doesn't buy that. Um. That KO. Well, that's given up. That's given up some pretty awesome matches he had in AEW over the past couple of years. Yeah, but whatever. Sure. We're, no, we're was, sacrificing was... those for even more awesome matches. He continued to have in NXT in my head canon. That was a uh, no X Pac. <laughs> no X, just Pac. That was the right. the bastard. Pac. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sa- Sammy doesn't buy that this whole KO thing is just about the title. He basically admits that he knows that KO worked his way into a title shot, but he doesn't care because he just wants to beat him up. So I thought this did a good job of, um, like we talked about with the uh, the contract signing, like it tr- controls a bit of him looking like a goober because at least shows that he's self-aware. Like, look, I'm not getting manipulated. I know what he's mm-hmm. doing, but I don't really care. I just want to fight him anyway. So if he wants to feel like he's manipulating, I don't give a shit. I just want to beat his ass. So. I thought this was well done to kind of maybe make sure he doesn't look like a dumbass. Yeah, that was probably the intention. I guess I uh, just kind of didn't buy it. It just felt like uh, <laughs> it was like, yeah, I knew what he was doing the whole time. Obviously, like <laughs> it, it just felt like it was fun. It's not happening. I don't know, and I, I don't say that in a bad way. I guess it just. I don't know. It just didn't really land with like I don't know, a little like bullshit to me, which is fine too. 
So it's good. A little fuzzy just like your video quality. Feeling. Exactly. <laughs> it was like the Canadian version of trying. Mm. <laughs> wow. Um, Canadian fan yeah, base I, I thought like that one. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, it did help to de-dopify him a little bit. It's just, um, I mean, what's he really going to do? Like he, he, he's obsessed now. He has to have the match with Owens. Um, if this is the only way he can get it, then so be it. He's he's gonna he's gonna upset accept that he's backed into a corner mm-hmm. because he can't just be like, eh, all right, well, I guess I don't need the match after all, right? Like he's right, yeah. Like that's the other way that that this could go, and that you know he doesn't he he's you're trading looking like a dope for for just looking like a pushover, right? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. It's pick your poison. Well, you got the belt, so, I mean, it's whatever. He's got the belt, but, I mean, it's like... Then Owen's just going to keep attacking him, right? And just keep yeah. antagonizing him. Yeah. And then refusing to have any match that's not for a title. So... I guess Regal then yeah. fires him, but, I mean, this is... You know, you're getting into... What would really happen here, not the world of professional mm-hmm. wrestling. All right. All right, we get to yawn. We get another match to build to the uh the women's four way at the uh at takeover. It's gonna be Becky versus Bailey. Uh I like Becky's gear here. She had the uh the blue, but the only thing I feel like she needs to get rid of the flaps. I'm not feeling the flaps. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you guys yeah, pro or are... yeah, anti flap? <laughs> anti flap bites. Yes. Otherwise, I like her gear okay. It's fine, but flaps got to go. Uh, all right, the so, flaps uh, nice... continue to look like a bed skirt from a hotel room. Uh, <laughs> right. Bed, so I just I can't with it. And they, yeah, they look very just like like she has the little outfit, and then she just like sews these two like wings on, <laughs> two little mm-hmm. bat bat wings. Um, Bizarre. Anyway, nice snug mat work here. I thought in the early going. Um, I thought it was funny that Corey of all people is calling like Becky a poser pretty much like, uh, yeah, yeah, he's like, she's the one who would like, uh, not even know the band she's wearing the shirt for some dumb shit like that. Um, which doesn't make sense because she's supposed to be the heel. He's supposed to kind of take off for the heels, but he just couldn't, he couldn't stand the idea of, uh, uh, you know, someone not being such an authentic, cool alternative person like him. Yeah, Corey Graves is like the scene gatekeeper. I mean, what is he even <laughs> like? Who are stupid. you to talk, Corey? Graves? Yeah, it is stupid. What's he call it? Devil hands that she does. Like, yeah, the devil horns. The, the devil. devil. Yeah, the devil. Yeah, he's like, he's like, she's like, never even listen to Black Sabbath in her life. Fucking poser. <laughs> it's like okay. She headbangs at all the most inopportune moments. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, all right, so we continue. Becky's working the leg with the uh, dragon screw, so that was a nice little move there. Bailey counters using the same strategy, so um, very limb focused match we have going on here. Bailey regroups outside. Um, um, sorry, I should say, um, I'm getting all fucked up with this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) These names are too similar (laughs) Becky and Bailey, (laughs) Emma and Bella. (laughs) Bill and Bull. Bill and Bull. Bill and Bailey. <laughs> anyway. 
Becky Alex Reed Riley and Alex was... Riley. Okay, ma'am. <laughs> Becky. Becky regroups outside with Sasha, but Sasha throws her right into Bailey in the ring, and she ends up beating the Bailey to belly for the loss. So they kind of play that up as like Sasha kind of crossed to the match because she shouldn't have thrown her back in, kind of like she was thrown her to the wolves sort of situation, um, which caused a conflict between them. So it was a quick match. Just um, we had to have like equal dissension between the two sides of this match to make sure we established mm-hmm. that it's going to be every woman for himself. So we already had Bailey and Charlotte have some um, issues. So now we got to have Becky and Sasha have issues. So then everybody is kind of at odds with each other. So the match itself, I went to, um, it was quick, but I did like the, the, the snugness of this one. I kind of liked how tight they were working and I sort of liked the limb work. Okay. So I went, um, I went two on this one, uh, Tim. Yeah. Two stars for me. Also, it's kind of definition of a two stars match. Um, in a lot of ways, it's not, sounds like it's, damning with faint praise and i don't mean it to be um because i liked the the fast-paced start and and seeing becky um really take control um in those early goings and you know she's getting some probably much needed shine over uh someone who has been more of a veteran or or presented a lot stronger than than she has um for the most part here and uh yeah i even had a note about Corey graves on commentary doing his weird i don't know i don't know what he's trying to do but it's it's a bad look um and then seeing bailey come back um and and kind of being rather vicious in the way she targets uh becky's left leg like she's she's really um laying in some strikes and then she gets the the half crab um so again that that supposed mean streak of Bailey, which again is, is not much for for her character, but um compared to her, you know, more childlike self, uh, she has become a much more well rounded, developed wrestler here. Um and Sasha, you know, playing the part of, oh, I, I'm the I'm the supportive friend here. I'm I'm your uh your moral support at ringside, <laughs> and then just tosses Becky back in the ring so that she can eat that that Bailey to belly. Um, you know, makes a lot of sense and, and keeps Becky somewhat protected, leading to our our pretty cool um stare down at the end of this thing. So uh yeah, I mean easy easy two stars for me. Um and I felt like this was needed. Uh we've seen various combinations, permutations of these women and matches and tags and you know all all sorts of arrangements, and I don't know that we've gotten a straight Bailey versus Becky match, at least um, in the course of this feud. So um, I, I like this one because Becky, again, has been the most in need of some kind of, I don't know, just just character hook, um, you know, beyond just being Sasha's lackey. So to see her get a little bit of a showcase here, even though she's eating the pen, uh, it just worked. It did work. This is one of those matches that made me want to do this podcast, like learning about the four four horsewomen, because I didn't know like any of that uh, NXT history. And uh, it's always like just something that I heard about as a huge deal, you know, and everybody went crazy for these matches that these ladies had and these different combinations. But this is that sort of thing that we're building to, and this is the sort of match that I wanted to see where 
you see the evolution of them, especially Bailey, I think, in this match, because she's pretty good. Um, and all the limb work, um, Becky showing some growth, um, getting into it with Sasha at the end of the match. So a very, very good two-star match and pretty much exactly what I wanted to see. And I'm sure what you wanted to see, too, was uh, Charlotte standing at the top of the ramp to end this whole segment. Um, I know it. Kind of watching all this happen, kind of setting the stage for TakeOver, looking at everybody she's going to have to defend her belt against. So, yeah, they've uh, I was skeptical of the four-way, but they've at least done a good job building it. Like, they've made it feel a lot more worthy of a four-way in the past couple weeks. It seems like they booked it a little bit prematurely, but then they... Sort of, it, it's that thing where they supply the storyline after they book the match, which mm-hmm. always feels a little bit off. But you know, they can pull it off. They, in the end, it's sort of once you once you get to the match, you sort of forget some of those details that got you right. there. And uh, I, I think they've they've managed to to pull it off. And I think you're starting to see with these, like everybody in NXT. The more that we kind of get into them and kind of like the characters and like their matches and stuff, you're willing to forgive a lot of stuff like that, like nitpicky Mm -hmm. stuff. If you're into everybody and you're into the matches and, you know, it's a lot easier to kind of just hand wave it. So, all right. We get a calm KO saying he's got exactly what he wanted. Um, And this is two months to the day he arrived. Uh, Two months to the day he arrived, he'll be getting um, a title shot and he's going to take the title. And, uh, yeah, just another good promo from KO doing the whole stoic kind of cool, calm and collected, manipulative, you know, in complete control of the situation, getting what he wants, you know, too much into his reign. He's already getting a title shot. So another good one. Like he's, I don't know, a lot. I dig it. I'm digging his whole deal right now. Me too. I'm digging his deal as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's a that's a pretty good look for him. Uh, just saying, he uh, does not doubt his chances at all. Now that he's gotten exactly what he wanted, it's almost like he's saying the hard part is already done. Like just getting the match, um, and and being able to cut the line, as Mister Regal put it, um, so soon after his debut, he's he's done that. That's that's the that's the maneuvering. That's that's the politicking. That's that's the tough part. Now he's just got to show up and and wreck shop, which we know he can do, and he knows he can do. All right, we get another Tyler update as he speaks with Devin <laughs> backstage, and she asks what his plans are now that he's been eliminated from the tournament, and he just says, "Big deal, he got eliminated. He's just going to watch the tournament closely." Interview done. He kind of goes <laughs> away. So I don't know. He is off his game, ain't he? He he seems flustered and. And got soft. Europe. He went to Europe and got soft. Yeah, got yeah. soft in Europe. Yeah. All right, but we are going to now go to our main event for this episode, which is going to be um, the other, I guess, semifinal match for the attorney. It's going to be Finn versus Atami, and uh, we actually get Neville to join us on commentary because he will be facing whoever wins this. So um, when asked, so a running thing throughout this entire match is like. Neville being on commentary, and we love Neville, but he's not the he's not the greatest talker in the world. And I feel like especially when he gets kind of put on the spot, and that's constantly what they do. Like I feel like every yeah. time they go to ask him questions throughout this match, you, I feel like I could 
feel him like sighing inside, like, oh, please don't make me talk again. <laughs> like asking him all these questions and he doesn't have an answer prepared. And I don't feel like that's his strength. So like, um, like at the beginning, they asked him like, well, who do you like, who would you like to face? And, um, he just doesn't answer it. He just says, well, they're going to have to get through me. So it's really, who do they, you know, who thinks they can beat me or something like that. But mm-hmm. throughout this whole match, they just keep asking him all these questions and he's just trying to come up with any answer. <laughs> and you could feel him just wanting to like, eh, just focus on the match. I'll talk when I feel like it. Please don't <laughs> ask questions. Um, but anyway, um, both of these guys in this match kind of have a similar build and sort of similar styles, which makes a, an interesting matchup. I think both really agile which uh, it works well when they're doing the back and forth because they, since they work a similar style, they can kind of go back with similar offense. The uh, the chops and the kicks in this match are just fucking horrendous, like horrendous, like brutal. Like Finn's chops in this, he is just beating the fuck out of Atami in this. Like um, one of the the first times I can remember in one of these NXT matches where I was just like every, like I felt like. Um, it felt like stiff, I guess is the way to say. But um, Finn dominates the whole early part, but uh, Tommy comes back with a, a wild tornado DDT onto the ropes, like uh, Hangman style, which I thought was pretty good. A lot of hashtag moves in this one, Tim. Mm. I hope you're digging it. A lot of moves going on in here. Oh, I was. A lot of, yeah. lot, lot of kicks and chops, but also a lot of moves. Both guys, as we get towards this, um, the latter half of the match, both getting real exhausted, and they're just laying shots into each other. Um Particularly, Finn hits that uh, corner drop kick towards the end of the match, which kind of sets him up for the finish. But I mean, like he does the drop kick and like shoots a Tommy into the corner, and the Tommy's head just like smacks mm-hmm. off the turnbuckle. Yeah, it was that it, was sick. Oh, it was brutal. And then he hits him with the coup de gras, and like we pretty much expected, Finn wins this one. Um, so definitely they have the rocket on Finn um, as far as his push. Tommy, not so much. But I thought this match was real fun. It was real brutal. I liked the the speed of both guys just laying into each other, especially Finn. I thought looked really good. All his offense looked fantastic. The kicks, the chops, the moves, it was all good. I ended up going three and a half on it. I thought this was a very good main event. And um, you definitely see big things for Finn after. Like, I mean, we have since the beginning, but you, you can see it. You could see it coming, Jenny. As part of the tournament, could this also be a loser leaves town match? <laughs> so, I mean, because I mean, Tommy should go out on his best match. So, yeah. <laughs> this is, I feel like this is the best that we've seen him, at least. And Finn looks incredible um, with all his moves. That drop kick was fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Um, other than that, it just felt pretty standard. We we knew Tommy wasn't winning this, so it's like right. kind of obvious, but always enjoyable to see Finn. Um, I would agree with you on the <laughs> the, <laughs> the Neville commentary, although I found it endearing, <laughs> like yeah. his struggle. Uh, mm. To answer these With questions. the English language. Yes, and uh, <laughs> it did make me feel like, why are they, I mean, I guess that's the point. Like, they're supposed to talk to him and ask him questions while he's there. But I wish they could have just sort of called the match more. But that I guess that doesn't make sense or helpful to Neville at all. But what he did wasn't particularly helpful to him either. 
unless you're me. So anyway, that's my rambling way of saying that I gave it three stars to um, for an outcome that is a foregone conclusion going in. Right. Uh, they managed to put together a hell of a match here. This is far and away the best Itami has looked since his arrival. Um, Finn looks like an absolute savage. I mean, he is really going for it. Um, I love all the strikes. I love all the moves, uh, Jake, as you put it. I love all the pinning sequences also. Um, really good chain wrestling, really fluid stuff from both. I mean, they've got great chemistry together as opponents. Uh, mm-hmm. forget, forget being tag team partners. Hell with that. I could, I could do with some more matches, uh, between the two of them. If they wanted to, to do like an actual feud, um, I'd, I'd actually be down for it. That is, that would be a good use of Itami. Like finally, mm-hmm. um, where has this Itami been for all these matches? Uh, but yeah, this this match fucked. I was I was super into this. Um, you know, so hard hitting, just very, just felt very legit. Like felt mm-hmm. had that. Um, I always I always hate the expression real sports feel, but it it had that real sports feel. You know, strong style. <laughs> uh, it it felt <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate strong style too. But uh, <laughs> there was enough variety in, variety in here to keep me very happy. Um, so I went uh, three and a half on this one as well. And if anything, I sort of feel like I'm, I might be underselling it. Uh, this was, I think, I think this is one that's worth going out of your way to watch for people who uh, listen to this podcast and aren't necessarily following along with us, but are in search of hidden gems. Uh, this, this would maybe qualify, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily want to watch every single match on these weekly TV shows, but this is one that's that's worth your time. I dug this a lot. Agree. Yeah, I, th- I think too the Neville thing. Like to go back to that, I do think it shows that this is not a super strong commentary team. So they also don't know how to like organically <laughs> involve true. him. So they just right. like fire off questions at him rather than like trying yeah, to or, yeah. like involve him naturally. They just don't really know what to do, but. Yeah, this match was awesome. Um, two guys that, like, I feel like I've maybe been, I wouldn't say down, but maybe not as into as most people in their, like, main roster WWE runs are, like, Finn and uh, KO. And I'm really digging oh, them both right agree. now. Yeah. Right. So, that's fun. But, uh, yeah, so Neville and Finn have a stare down after the match. And, um yeah, that certainly seems like it's going to be a fucking hot match right there. <laughs> uh, Neville and Finn. Shit. More ways than Come one. On. Um, but uh, <laughs> to, to close out the show, we get a, a final hype package with uh, KO and Sammy. They show uh, pictures of their past. Like, so Tim was alluding to this earlier, like actually bringing in their history um, outside of WWE, amazingly, that, um, you know, they didn't just spawn when they got to WWE. But they show <laughs> pics of their past, like coming up together um, when they're super young. Owens claims Sammy only cares about himself. And um, he just sounds like such a, a good, like, psychopath in this. Like, um, like, he's come in and, like, made it, like, ruined Sammy's life, basically. Like, attacked him at every, during every match and tried to derail his title right? And he's just like, God, that guy's so full of himself. <laughs> like, it's just, it's great stuff. But, yeah, just a good final hype package to uh, to push across that match. And uh, I don't know. I was left at the end of this thinking, 
you know, like they tend to do sometimes that this takeover is looking pretty juicy now. Um, mm-hmm. After these couple shows. Yeah, it's funny how it, it sort of comes together real quick and just a couple of pretty good episodes of TV. Yeah. Yup. On a, on a takeover that has, you know, limited matches, you're not doing. Yeah, you know, it's not like they're booking a 10, 10 right, card. Right. It's... What you've got looks good. Mm-hmm. Right. We know we for sure have three matches of a, on a two hour show that we're mm-hmm. going to be into the women's mm-hmm. match, um, Finn and Neville, and then KO Sammy. Mm-hmm. And then, so that just leaves them with a couple little. Well, I think they also announced that there's going to be a, a rematch for those uh, tag titles mm. with um, Lucha Dragons and Wes and Bud. Bud and Wes. Wes Bud. Blake and Murphy, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> I want to say they, they did announce. I mean, they didn't do anything on the show, but at some point that was stated. Right. So, Even better. Yeah. So uh, overall, I thought um, awesome main event. I thought a lot of good build to take over. So because I thought it was similar to that last one, mm-hmm. uh, but because we got the awesome main event. But I don't know. The other show had the. Um, I, I bumped this one up a little bit. Maybe I'm gr- I'm giving the match because it was a match and not an angle more. But I went seven out of ten. But I feel like this is in a similar ballpark as the last one. Two pretty good episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Seven out of ten. I'll give this one another seven as well. Um, so I, I thought it was about as good as the last episode. And a, a very effective hard sell for uh, TakeOver. Also, it's interesting. You know, it's it's. I, I think it adds some believability that they've got that... Um, uh, they've got that extra episode, even though it's it's a recap episode, because mm-hmm. in kayfabe terms, we weren't planning on having the um, uh, the title match be Sammy versus KO, right? That that should have been Sammy versus the winner of the tournament at uh-huh. Takeover again uh-huh. in kayfabe. So you, presumably, what what you would do with that extra week instead of having a recap is decide on your tournament winner. Um, now you don't have to do that. So you've got like a free, free week or a free, uh, episode to do just whatever. Um, so I don't know that, that kind of weirdly works out that, that we don't have, um, it, that it doesn't just line up perfectly. Right. Cause it, in wrestling things shouldn't work out perfectly. Um, in order mm-hmm. to, just contribute to your sense of um, uh, 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 suspending your disbelief is where I'm going with it. Right. That real sports feel, Tim. (laughs) I was avoiding that expression as much as possible. (laughs) That strong style real sports feel. (laughs) But you lost so dare you. Anyway, sorry. But uh, all right, we'll go to our awards. Best match. I'm thinking we all have that uh, that main event we just talked about. Finn and Atami. I think so, yeah. Yep. Uh, um, yep, pretty easy pick. Yep. Worst match. Uh, we don't have as many non-competitive squashes to pick. So I went Cor- okay. Corbin and Bill. Which of my notes yes. corrected it to Bill again. So. <laughs> there you go. A fucking autocorrect. It's listening. Again it's too. listening and it's learning. Yeah. 
Skynet. Uh, Rising, definitely Wes and Bud, mm-hmm. their big title win. Finn, and uh, I put through Becky in because I feel like I feel like Becky kind of had some ground to make up, and she's I don't think she feels in the level as the other three yet, but I do feel like she's getting there, mm-hmm. being put in this position. I like anyone that. else? You got? Yeah. Hmm? I would add Mella probably. Yep, that's a good one. Sure, why not? Um, trying to think. Eh, sounds like, yeah, Neville's already Neville. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess KO, but he's kind of had the rocket since he came mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, falling. This is. Um, I'm gonna go with Bill. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, Tyler Bill Breeze as well, him. maybe. Unfortunately. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the commentary. Kinda, yes. Yes. Commentary. Alex Riley. Um. Is real, but has been real bad on these shows. Um, Emma, Emma yeah. is yeah, just shows up, takes a loss, kind of uh, darn it, shrugs, mm-hmm. stomps off. Right. Um, I, you could even say Lucha Dragons; they lost their titles. So that's yeah, yeah. that's fair too. That kind of sucks for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> MVP, this was tough because I, I went with Finn because of the match and just because of how good he looks and he looks like a star already. But it was hard to not give it to Sammy or KO because they didn't wrestle, but all their storyline stuff was so good. So it's kind of split on this one. It was a tough pick. It is a tough pick. Um, mm. I think I'm going KO on this one. I can dig it. Yeah, it's, I mean, he does look like an evil mastermind. Um, right. Part of me also wants to go regal just for being the glue that really has held this this thing together. Um, but I'll, I'll agree with Jenny and say KO. If people take nothing away from this, they're going to know that we're Neville and Regal Marks. We're 100%. massive Regal and Neville Marks. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Those are like our unanimous. LVP, I saved the, um, uh, my LVP for Emma. Like I said, just, just to have this whole interview about returning and to come in and get <laughs> destroyed. Yeah, that's, I'll, I'll agree with that. I had plastic surgery and everything just for no reason. Yeah. Plastic surgery picked up an Australian accent. It, yeah, yeah, I mean, very odd. didn't even work. Um, my best moment: I have specifically Ko throwing the pin nonchalantly at at uh, <laughs> in the contract signing. Um, this one was kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of moment. I oh, so the regal uh, breaking cafe. <laughs> right, this is uh, gonna be some WWE bullshit. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> um, Charlotte telling Bailey, "I'll destroy you." <laughs> that was good. Uh, I will destroy you. No, you know what? I'll go with um, along similar lines. The 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 massive pose down slash stare down between the four women. Uh, yeah. All four horsewomen out there. We've got the match set. Um. Everybody's just, you know, rearing to go. So that, I, I thought that was a cool, that's one of those like would make highlight packages sort of things. 
when they do career retrospectives. Who y'all think wins in the dick measuring contest, Finn or Neville? Um, are we talking literal or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literal dick measuring. Um, aren't there stories about Finn? I thought there were, but I feel like although Neville's... he is a, he is Irish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that out loud? I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Neville. I'm gonna say he's got a, a red arrow. Um, I want to say kinda, ah! he might. I'm gonna say it. Wow, I'm not gonna actually say what I was about <laughs> to say. I think he should. Oh no, I already stepped in it. Okay. <laughs> wow. I mean, I realize it's a highly inappropriate question, but well, I think you also knew what I was gonna say. So yeah, probably. I'll say it off air. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't have a red arrow. He has a. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, wow, you guys pumped for uh, Takeover. I am. It's like I said, I, we've come a yeah. long way. There were times that we were like good, trying man. to pick best moment, and we we're like, uh, when uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't even think of his name. Um, oh God, <laughs> I'm blanking on the uh, when Adam Rose said the thing. <laughs> C.J. Parker had that sign. When Adam Rose booped Devin's nose. <laughs> Bo Dallas, when Bo Dallas got uh, uh, escorted out of the arena. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When Fifi the poodle got her hair removed. Oh, my God. Now we got, like, real wrestling and shit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> right. We don't even have any uh, hair angles anymore. Uh, what a bummer. Sad. All right. Jenny, what do you have going on podcast-wise and in your life? Anything you want to talk about? Oh, well, I mean, you know, too much there. But uh, podcast-wise, I am every Wednesday on the North-South Connection with the Jenny Position. So that's all my shows. You'll get one of them on a Wednesday. Uh, right now, you can hear the latest talking pop, finally. It's a oh, sentence fuck. I can say. Uh, so Tim and I interviewed our friend, Matt Susan. Bill Dempsey. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, look-alike Bill Dempsey, um, and so that was really fun, so check that out. Also, you can hear Freak Out Driving, you heard about Pluto, um, The Journey Through Infinity, Bianca's first time I think should be coming back soon as well. All kinds of fun stuff. Um, also on this network, you can hear Talkin' WCW with our latest episode being about Perry Saturn. Uh, where we got to just mark out over how fucking awesome Perry Saturn is. Um, so listen to that as well. And you can find me on Twitter at Jenny Position. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah, so all that stuff, Jenny pretty much did my work for me. For for the most part, I would just say, um, you know, again, turn to cast your gaze towards the north-south connection um you know make sure you're subscribed if you're not already to find all of uh, jenny's great content dropping uh every wednesday and um the show that i do over there with my good pal jt 9021 no so chronologically going through every episode of beverly hills 90210 uh not unlike what we do here on ptv nxt um we get into it i mean we do pretty pretty deep dives on that 
Uh, so you can find that on um, the North-South Connection, at least for the next couple of episodes. Um, the reason for that being we have established a dedicated feed at, at 9021NOSA on its own podcast feed now. Um, so if, if that's a show you're into, um, you will want to subscribe to that feed, which is available now. So being simulcast uh, there and on North-South, um, at least for the next few episodes, and will just be exclusive, its own thing, 9021NOSA. Um, so again, do subscribe to that if you're a current listener or you're interested in a show like that, which hopefully you are. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Psyche68CYKE68 on Twitter. Subscribe, if nothing else, for that sick logo. You just stare at it on your phone. Oh, my God. I love the logo for that show. For hours on end. Yeah, um, it's really, um, it's quite something. Right. Um, as for me, I do the Roots the Aggressive podcast on the North-South Connection feed. And uh, on this feed, on the uh, Place of Nation Wrestling feed, I do a Highway to the Impact Zone with Logan uh, and our other crew on there. And I also do YouTube where I watch random matches on YouTube and uh, live watch them and kind of bullshit through them. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got for me. Um, I'm excited for TakeOver, guys. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be, I think it's going to deliver. Stand and deliver, some would say. Oh, uh, what's not? But uh, <laughs> two point no. <laughs> this is the golden years. Two point uh, But I'm excited for a takeover. Did they even say? Did, did it have a name yet? I don't think they've said anything. They've been giving it them names. Yeah, mm. Wikipedia Sounds tells like... me it's takeover rival, not our rival. You guys, no, rival. rival. Not our our rival. rival. Not our rival. Just rival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we already we already watched our rival. Now this is just rival. <laughs> Not our revolution or our rival. <laughs> Fatal four ray. We're almost to the end of this era. I can't wait till we get to like the summer and they were just like, you know what? Fuck this. What's the yeah. art? Thank God. This is too much. Let's just name it after whatever fucking city we're in. It's a little bit easier. Brooklyn. <laughs> Best decision. Take over Brooklyn. Anyway. But we should be back in about a month to cover that. The takeover is always a lot of fun, so I'm looking forward to it. And I hope you are too. Our hypothetical fans, right? And not forget about the hypothetical fans. Always hypothetical. But we will see you then for Takeover Arrival. See you then. PTB NXT has left the building. But I got smarter, I got harder in the nick of time. Honey, I rose up from the dead, I do it all the time. I got a list of names and yours is in red underlined. I check it once, then I check it twice. Oh, oh look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me oh Look at what you made me do. Look what you made me do. What you just made me do, look what you just made me do I don't like your kingdom cakes They once belonged to me You asked me for a place to sleep Locked me out and threw a feast The world moves on another day, another drama, drama But not for me, not for me, all I think about is karma And then the world moves on, but one thing's for sure 
glasses and red underlined I check it once, then I check it twice oh, Look what you made me do Look what you made me do Look what you just made me do Look what you just made me do Look what you made me do Look what you made me do Look what you just made me do Look what you just made me do I don't trust nobody and nobody trusts me I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams I don't trust nobody and nobody trusts me I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams I don't trust nobody and nobody trusts me I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams I don't trust nobody and nobody trusts me I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams